it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my goodness, Fastlane in the books. We are on that clear road now to WrestleMania. My goodness, this pay-per-view had a whole lot of everything. <laughs> Started off slow, finished so hot. It's just, oh. Uh, you know, I, I expected the main event to deliver, and it over-delivered, and we had some surprises. And a couple uh, whoops moments, and uh, we'll get to those. But overall, pay per view wise, wasn't bad. I'll give it a C plus. Uh, Could have been much worse uh, without the um, the main event. Honestly, really is what saved this this whole pay per view. Um, that and the Shinsuke Seth match, outstanding as well. Um, and for my third, I gotta go with the cinematic esque Randy and Alexa. Um, probably my favorite, and I think a bunch of you know why. We won't do any spoilers just yet. We'll talk about it once we get into the show, which we will do right about now. So, Fast Lane, we'll start with the kickoff show. This was, um, we actually had, a, I wouldn't really say a, a surprise moment. We had more of a thank God this happened moment. So basically what had happened was it was Ali versus uh, Riddle once again for the U.S. title. And just... Little surprise and born that they had a rematch. Um, but you know, it's a I, I kind of expected them to have a match filler. Uh, I didn't expect it to be this match, but hey, you know, I ain't really gonna complain all that much. So it was a good match. Um, Ali did a little too much talking <laughs> um towards his retribution stable mates, uh, basically. Every time he did a good move, he'd turn around and go, you guys watching, watch me. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, God, he needs to get punched in the face. <laughs> like, stop. Well, Ali did not get the win. 
Um, Riddle actually had a fantastic road Derek off the second rope, gets the pin, retains his title. Now, it's where things get a little interesting. So naturally, Ali, all pissed off as he is, decides that, you know, naturally, it's not his fault that he didn't win. It's the rest of Retribution's fault. And apparently the group has had enough. Uh, Reckoning uh, first uh, would not get back in line. She basically turned around and whipped her hair in Raleigh's face, got out of the ring and walks away. Uh, Slapjack was soon to follow suit. And then Ali just kind of went berserk, uh, pushing T-Bar and Mace, saying that it was their fault this is happening. And Mace was like, I've had enough of you. Went for the choke, and then T-Bar just kind of looked at him and goes, all right, went for the choke, and they dropped their double choke power slam. What do they call it? Dark Justice or something to that extent. But, yeah, Ali's face was priceless going up and coming down, and I believe that this is the end. It's the end of Retribution. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll say it together. Yes, we get a round of applause because we have been waiting for this forever, forever. A lot of people, including myself, were completely just lambasted by retribution weather arrival, first of all. We just didn't know really what to expect. Was it like trying to be like the Nexus in, you know, 2020? And it just, I don't know, something was off from the beginning um, and then when Ali had introduced himself to the world as the leader, I was like, all right, I got on, I was on board at that point. Cause I'm like, Ali is a fantastic, per, uh, you know, a fantastic worker and a great person backstage. So this would be, this would be good. It'd be interesting to see what he could do as a heel. And it kind of, kind of worked a little bit in the beginning. You know, they started getting some wins, and I'm like, all right, you know, it's fine. But then the names were just so bad. (laughs) And um, I will admit, uh, Retribution on Twitter has been outstanding, especially T-Bar. But... It just it just seemed off. They got you know destroyed by the fiend in one episode. Um, they just they they couldn't they couldn't win feuds. You know they get you know destroyed by um, hurt business, and then that that armada that they seem to have just disappears, and it just ends up being you know it was six of them at one point, and then Mercedes Martinez said, "F this, I'm out of here." She went back to NXT. And the rest of them are just kind of like, eh, okay, we'll go. We'll see what we can do. But it was just it was just bad. It was unfortunate. It really, really was. I expected so much. It could have been so good. But I think if they would have kept the names normal, it wouldn't have been such a such an embarrassment right off the right off the rip. And it just I don't know. The momentum just carried, and it just, it just, yeah. And it culminated with tonight's, you know, see you later on a pre-show of a pay-per-view before WrestleMania. That's normally a throwaway pay-per-view. So 
you know, if you think about it, it's really fitting that this happens tonight. So hopefully we'll get maybe some more answers tomorrow. Um, I would hope to see eventually everybody go revert back to what they were beforehand. Um, especially with like Mia Yim and Dominic Dajakovic. Um, they had some real momentum in NXT before they, you know, got called up and got put into retribution. So we'll see. Um, I know um, Mace has really developed since he's come up. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. And Shane Thorne is Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne's a fantastic wrestler, always has been. So whether he goes back with Brendan Vick back in NXT, that would be great. If they're up on the main roster, that's great also. But at this point, unfortunately, I think out of everything, this really hurts Ali the most. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe he'll maybe he'll debut a new group. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Well, we'll see. We'll see. But moving on from that, we went to the main roster. Uh, main roster. <laughs> To the main show, a little Freudian slip there. Uh, we start off with uh, our women's tag team title match right off the bat. It's uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks challenging Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Now, the beginning of this match, Shayna and Nia not on the same turn, you know, not really, you know, on the same page here, especially after what happened, you know, just two nights ago in SmackDown. But Throughout the match, they worked well together, uh, and they were able to get the win. Uh, they were able to retain, um, of course, Reginald, our boy, uh, getting involved once again, um, causing Sasha to get rolled up by Shayna, and Nia was able to hold back Bianca long enough for her to not be able to break up the pin before the, the three. So the ladies retain, off they go, and Bianca and Sasha are arguing in the ring, and Sasha loving to use that new you're a rookie or you're the rookie type um, speech. And it's funny because not so long ago Sasha was that. But it's nice to see that, that table turn a little bit. Uh, and then speaking of things turning, my God, I thought I thought Bianca's head was going to fly off her shoulder. Sasha slapped her so hard, it made me jump. <laughs> I, I don't know if it hit just perfectly, but it took me all, clearly took Bianca almost off her feet. And, uh, yeah, that match is going to be good at Mania, but they need to do something better with their booking because you're trying to make this match be, like, ridiculously awesome and you're having them both lose all the time not the best booking in the world but well you know you know i digress after that we went to our intercontinental championship match now i had been looking forward to this match for since it was like announced and i love what this feud has been doing it's been literally probably one of the best feuds in wwe right now and I was excited for a great match. Um, not to mention that Pinky's trash talking during this entire match was just a game gave me life. <laughs> it was so good. But the ending, uh, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, one of those whoops moments that I was talking about. So I watched it back a couple times, uh, thanks to the, 
the glory that is gifts. Apollo goes for a small package on Biggie. Biggie rolling around a little bit to break it up and then shifts his weight to arch into a, you know, just like an arching pin and gets the three count. But it kind of seems like both shoulders were down and, you know, the ref rings the bell and Apollo's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> just kept beating up on Big E. So I'm like, ah, okay. Um, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> so that feud clearly isn't over. I'm assuming we're going to hear from Apollo on Friday on SmackDown, him crying, bitching, and complaining that, you know, something about incompetency, I'm sure, and how Biggie uh, is a coward for, you know, accepting, you know, a match to end that way and demands, you know, something at Mania, probably. So we'll probably end up with that match at Mania, which, again, like I said, I'm completely okay with. I thought Apollo probably should have won this. I believe that was my pick. <laughs> I need to go back and check what I had. I know I didn't do that well, but I'm pretty sure Apollo should have won this match. But it is what it is. We'll go forward from there. So after that, we jump uh, into what was supposed to be Shane versus Braun. But Shane, during an early, earlier practice, uh, tweaked his knee, it seemed. I uh, don't know if the injury is actually legit or it's just Shane being Shane. Um, so with Shane being out of the match, Elias, Jason Riker, came up to Shane while he was coming out of the training room asking Shane about what he wanted to do, you know, how to get on WrestleMania. Well, Shane said he had an idea for him. We were going to start having another Elias uh, concert, and naturally Shane, who's already out there with them, uh, breaks it up and says, that, oh, yeah, by the way, um, you're taking over for me tonight. So it turned into Elias versus Braun, which is a match that should have happened on Raw, not on a pay-per-view. Um, and, well, Braun won. That's pretty much what we everybody expected once this happened, and that's the end of that. We then had, uh, I don't want to mention this, but another ridiculous uh, riddling his ideas moments in the back with, with Shinsuke Nakamura. And Shinsuke was like, mm, I'm not having this. Bye. Because up next was Rollins and Shinsuke. Now, you talk about fantastic matches. Now, the first few had been a little rough. Not going to lie. But this is when the pay-per-view turned around for me. So we, 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 mention, we mention great matches, and I, and I missed one, actually, that I, that I talked about earlier when I had said my top three, so I will amend it once I get to it. But this Shinsuke and Seth Rollins match was outstanding. Um, the finish was, like, crazy. Uh, Seth going for a kick on Shinsuke, and then Shinsuke moved, and Seth used Shinsuke's own belt to stop his momentum to kick him in the back of the head, and then hits the stop. I'm like, what? It was insane. I loved it. So I want more of that. Seth really wrestling like he's got a baby at home. <laughs> um, and then after that, which, oh my god, I have to put this match at number two now. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are no holds bar match. 
he won a match of two men beating the ever living piss out of one another. What a what a match of the year candidate. This one's definitely it. These two gents destroyed one another. There was at one point where Seamus got tossed through LED boards on the back end, and it made some pretty decent sized you know explosions. And of course, the internet jumped on that as fast as they can. Talking about how, you know, thank God Kenny Omega wasn't the one to build those screens. You know, talking about how these explosions were were, were louder and bigger than the revolution. And while all both are well, all are true, you know, it's it's people shouldn't get mad at WWE fans for doing this because guess what? Every single time WWE does something dumb, everybody else jumps on them. So all's fair love war, guys. So you you got to stop crying over it because this is what happens. You get punched in the mouth, you get a punch back. That is how it is. Match was outstanding. Well, I should say this wasn't a match. This was a fight. <laughs> this fight was outstanding. Drew McIntyre does get the victory. Big old Claymore that probably destroyed Sheamus' mouth for a moment. Um, and now his his path is clear. To Mania. So we'll see what him and Bobby do next month. I'm excited for it. After that, it was our cinematic masterpiece of the evening. <laughs> and I use the word masterpiece loosely because it was outstanding to watch. It accomplished quite a bit. But, you know, a lot of people were upset by it. Which is fine. You all have your opinions. But for me, I, I loved it. Uh, I love the fact that before Randy was even done doing his celebratory, you know, entrance, he starts coughing up the black liquid. Uh, Miss Bliss comes out to a new music remix to pretty much all of her themes. And it was outstanding. They had pink lights and fire to start off the show. They dropped... Lights from scaffolding. I mean, I know Tropicana's, you know, uh, I've heard that it's a, a dump. Well, I mean, seriously, guys, what the hell? What, what's going on? <laughs> and then we had the return. You see Randy standing, you know, in the middle of the ring, and all of a sudden you start to see a crack form in the ring, and a hand pops out. Now, as soon as I saw that hand, I immediately began to get giddy. Because we all know what's coming. Sure enough, the hand grabs onto Randy. Randy was able to kick off of it. But the fiend, a little extra crispy, popping out of that hole in the ring. Now, his mask, I mean, obviously the rest of them's all burnt up. His mask, though, looks outstanding. Whoever did this mask, bravo amazing job it literally looks like he's melting still to this day it i made a joke on twitter that it looks like when you, you know yeah you know, when you leave your pizza in the oven for a little too long and it's just it does it looks like it look <laughs> it's great i loved it um you know this is what i've been waiting for ever since the the match um months ago when uh, Randy lit him on fire, and I said, "All right," I said, "Well, you know, we'll we'll see what happens you know, when he comes back because it's it's Bray Wyatt. He's going to come back with something. 
this isn't the end. And sure enough, it wasn't. Uh, Alexa also actually gets the pin. So there's that. <laughs> um, but after that, then we went to our main event. And now I thought Sheamus and Drew was great. This match itself was storytelling, just mm, chef kiss, mwah, delicious. Loved it. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Edge on, uh, on the outside is the special enforcer. The match was just outstanding. Daniel in the beginning had, you know, everything going for him, you know, trying to to catch Roman, to try to tap him out as soon as, as, soon as he could. Uh, it almost worked a few times. Then Roman gives back, you know, finally gets the strength going, starts beating on Daniel, and it bounces back and forth, and pendulum swinging one way and then the other. And then we had our ref bump, which I knew was coming. It had to be. So Daniel knocks out the ref. Ref epic sell of that uh, of that bump, by the way. Great job. Daniel drops the ref. Uh, Roman spears Daniel. Edge slides in the ring after a few seconds, noticing, oh, yeah, I have to do this now. <laughs> he goes for the pin. Roman uh, not able to get it. Daniel was able to kick out. Then Daniel just kind of went to town, um, had a chance to win multiple times, getting Roman close to tapping, and then and then Jay Uso shows up and attacks both Daniel Bryan and Edge, and brings in a chair, and then mistakes were made because Daniel Bryan went to hit Roman with the chair and ends up hitting Edge instead. And then he slaps on the yes lock onto Roman. And this, so close, so close. He gets so far. Roman trying everything he can to get out of it. He couldn't. Daniel pretty much got him to pass out. And you just see gently Roman tapping onto his old chin, onto, onto Daniel's hands. And I'm like, oh, my God, he got him to pin. Daniel Bryan's going to be the new European champion. Wham! Edge hits Daniel Bryan with the chair because for some reason he probably thought Daniel tried to hit him purposely, which clearly obviously really doesn't make any sense, but I'm you know there. He then proceeds to just beat the ever-living snot out of Daniel Bryan with the chair before throwing the chair uh, away and walking off. Another ref comes down and and Roman just crawls over Daniel Bryan and gets three. So <clears throat> So an epic storytelling match. Um, I really thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed the back half of this pay-per-view. The last four matches were easily the best four of the night. So, like I said, C+. Good pay-per-view overall. Look forward to see what's going to happen tomorrow on Raw. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook and on YouTube as Bedlam Media and on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. You can find me pretty much everywhere as Scotty G Stream. And you can find this podcast on pretty much every podcast platform that is out there. Uh, if we're not on one that you guys listen to, please let us know in some way. 
but we'll try to add ourselves to it. That way you can do your one-stop shopping and hey, who doesn't love a little Bethlehem in their day? So with that being said, thank you guys again for listening. We really do appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw. My Raw review will be kicking off the road. Well, not kicking off, but well, now officially kicking off the road straight towards WrestleMania. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Most importantly, though, before I let you go, don't forget to turn the bell. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.